been a while it has since i could hold my head up high it's been a while since i first saw you i gotta tell you it's tough that it's been a while since i could stand on my own two feet again it's been a while since i could call you and everything i can't remember as fucked up as it all may seem the consequences that are rendered. I've stretched myself beyond my means. Hello, everyone, and welcome to What's in the Box Office. This is the oh god. Since we've been doing this, we've been out of the commission so long that I. There we go. Two hundred thirty ninth episode of What's in the Box Office. Your weekly look at movies. And the money they make each week, we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns and say what we think they mean for the industry at large. I'm your host, Brian, and yes, it's possible that I was too focused on those lyrics than having my agenda up on the screen. I think that song is about a man who didn't pay his phone bill. Do you? I do. So who else is I could call you? Is that what you're latching on Yeah, and he stretched himself beyond his means. It's been a while since I could say that I wasn't addicted because he can't call them. Yeah. It's been a while since I can say I love myself as well. Well, that's kind of... Mm. You don't have to call yourself. right? You don't, unless you want to check your voice. Message. Yeah, leave nice messages. Oh, that's nice if you leave a message saying, Hey, buddy, it's me. Yeah. I love you. It's a nice idea. Pay your bill. Uh, it's been a while since I've gone and fucked things up just like I always do. Oh. That sounds like a positive thing. It's been a while since I've fucked things up. Yeah, but he's back again. It's been a while, but all that shit seems to disappear when I'm with you. Stained. That's the no, group. No That's, E in that. No band. E. That's true. No E. How you doing? I'm doing well. You know what there is an E in? The word five? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Not where I was going, but well observed. Thank you. I... Uh, I was going to observe the E in Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Gay. That's a movie that was released a number of weeks ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, you've been holding on to this top five for a while. Yeah, well, we've been on hiatus. Yeah. I do entirely. This is on the high. <laughs> good reasons. <laughs> uh, and I've also uh, eaten a fair amount. Eight. And there's two of us. Us. Yeah, we broke it all down. I. Jake Gyllenhaal's Just like we in that always movie. do. <laughs> uh, and so I decided to rank my top five Jake Gyllenhaal performances. And then I realized that that list was pretty boring. Uh, very top heavy. Just top Prince five of Persia over and over again. Yeah. Uh, First time I watched Prince of Persia. The fourth time I've watched Prince of Persia. The sixth time I've watched Prince of Persia. The second time I watched Prince of Persia. And the no- top, the fifth best Prince of Persia is the last time I'll watch it. Right before I die. That's right. <laughs> uh, it's worst because I'll be distracted by the beeping of the the heart monitor. Turn that off. It's ripping out your I, cords. Yeah, pretty top-heavy list for Jake Gyllenhaal. Also a number of movies that I've ranked on other top fives mm. uh, here before. 
Uh, so I decided. Do you have that list in front of you? I like, do. You do. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought you did. All right. Let's see if I can get those real quick. Let's okay. do. Uh, you trying to go in order here? God. Or well, let me see if I can get the five and then maybe. Okay. Prisoners. Uh huh. Nightcrawler. Yeah. Uh, Brokeback. Yes. Um, end of watch. No. Okay. Uh, this is without looking at a list of his movies. This is getting hard now. Sure. Uh, enemy. No. Okay. Um, give me a clue. Uh, all right. One of them we saw in theaters in the past year. Ambulance. No. One of them was re-released in theaters in the past year. Oh, we saw a re-release Gyllenhaal. Oh, Zodiac. Yeah. Of course, of course. And then the fifth one. I. You might say it's his most iconic role. What? I mentioned Prince of Persia. Love and other drugs. <laughs> no, it's Demolition. Oh. <laughs> um. His most iconic there, role. There's a prominent animal figure in this movie. Okja. There's a different prominent <laughs> animal figure. Yeah, I got you on that one. In this movie. Uh, Less of a pig and more of a bunny rabbit. A, oh, Donnie Darko. Yeah. Boy, it's been a while since I've seen Richard Kelly. I've been thinking about rewatching <laughs> Southland Tales. How long Tales. has it been since you saw Richard Kelly? Oh, it's been a while. <laughs> In a while. Since I could say that I saw Richard Kelly. All right. That's over. All right. Excuse me. I still have the lyrics up on my screen. I know. Um, All right. So let's see. We got number one, Zodiac. Yes. Number two, Prisoners. Yes. (laughs) Number three. Let's see. I got uh, Dying Darkos at five. It is. Um... Then the other movies, uh, Nightcrawl. Uh, it's more you to put Nightcrawler above Brokeback, but I wonder if it's because you haven't seen Nightcrawler in long enough or recently enough. How long do you think it's been since I saw Brokeback? I don't know. I just rewatched Brokeback. Do, 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 do. Great score. You're stalling for time. Uh, no, we got plenty of that. Um, I'm gonna say Brokeback Nightcrawler. You so you you switched from going one to five to five to one. So which one's which? I went one two, f- five. Yeah, three four. Okay, so Broke you say Brokeback three, three Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler is four. four. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. All right, proceed. All right. I uh, so my top five Jake Gyllenhaal the deep day cuts, after tomorrow. Uh, the six to ten uh, that did not make the long list. Mm, shame. Uh, number five. Number 10, Jarhead. October Sky. Uh, no, Jarhead. Oh. One of the... I got to rewatch Jarhead, too. I, one of the earliest, like, adult movie experiences I had. 2006. Where I was just like, oh, man, this, this is like a movie about war, man. Like, I didn't like it go, so much when I go, saw it. Let me go check this out. The fields are on fire. Great trailer. They yeah. had uh, Outstanding Jesus trailer. Walks, the yeah. song in the trailer. Great trailer. I... Didn't really even realize when watching it that, like, the whole thing is that nothing happens in it. Mm. It just I didn't really clock that <laughs> until years later when I was reading about it. Uh, but just a just an important uh, important milestone mm-hmm. in my uh, my movie watching life. Bubble Boy. Yeah. 
Is, I don't even have it up. I'm just coming up with them. Sure. Well, he's been in a lot of is things. Is Bubble Boy on your list? No. Oh. What is on my list is number four, The Sisters Brothers. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is a movie that I checked out for the first time during quarantine. Him and you John see The Sisters C. Brothers? Sure have. I... Uh, yeah, so John T. Riley and Joaquin Phoenix played the titular Sisters Brothers. Uh, and then Jake Gyllenhaal and Riz Ahmed, I think it was Riz Ahmed, mm-hmm. uh, Pretty sure. were sort of the uh, crazy the, the supporting the supporting characters that the yeah. Sisters Brothers were uh, were after, but then in league with uh, just a really, really cool movie. Fun, uh, fun Jake Gyllenhaal performance. Uh, one of those movies that I went into and I'm like, this this seems like it was fashioned. I think especially I told you to watch that movie. For me. I I don't recall. I'm pretty sure. You, m- you might have at some point, like when it first existed. No, no, no. I watched it over quarantine also. I feel like okay. I like, was like, you should watch this. I don't know. All right. I, I'm trying to think of more Gyllenhaal movies. Was that your first, uh, your first viewing of it over quarantine? Yeah. Right. Yeah, fun time. I was I was a little worried it like wouldn't live up to its weirdness potential mm-hmm. but it really uh, really landed for me i recommend it it was on hulu many years ago i don't know where it is now number three strange world no new one that's a brand new one it is uh the only movie left that you have not already mentioned <laughs> source code oh i just rewatched source code i oh, yeah? honestly like two weeks ago i rewatched Source. how's code. it hold up it's good yeah yeah it's good. really really enjoyed this uh it's good a nice uh, little thriller Chicago Metra. Good thriller, good sci-fi business going on. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I was like, I haven't seen this forever. I don't remember how it ends. And then they do that thing where he like goes through the simulation the first time or whatever uh-huh. it is, and you meet all the people. And then I was like, ooh, this is going to be interesting. I get to guess who the killer is. And then the, the, the bomber walked by. I was like, oh, right, it's that guy. <laughs> Immediately was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> I remember source code. Yeah. I... Yeah, really fun time. This movie really caught me by surprise. Uh, I went into it just kind of expecting a we saw that in theaters. Uh, a fill-in throwaway movie. Yeah. I don't remember seeing that in theaters. I did. I. Uh, and then yeah, it's just really uh, Duncan yeah. Jones, right? Yeah, follow up to Moon. Yeah, precursor to Warcraft. It was all downhill. Mm-hmm. The Bean. The Bean plays a prominent role. Okay. In the movie, it's been a while since I saw it. Michelle Monaghan, Columbia. Alumni. All right. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two is Okja. Jeffrey Wright. Vera Farmiga. Okja. Yeah. Uh, sort of the quintessential. Pigs are friends, not Weird food. Jake Gyllenhaal experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, needed representation on this list. He's gotten very strange as a person. Weird dude. I uh, considered just ranking his performance as uh, Mr. Music in. Uh, John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Punch decided ultimately that that was not a film and would not make my list. But uh, Oak's just the next best thing. Uh, and cool movie. Big Pig. Spider-Man like Far that. From Home. Yes. I uh, chose to not consider that. He's good in that. He is. Yes. Uh, not quite good enough for my list. But yes, I did. I did like him. That was another weird thing. He's weird in that movie. <sighs> Playing on his weirdness. Good girl. I should have remembered that. There you go. Uh, and number one is End of Watch. Uh, another uh, another movie that really caught uh, both of us by surprise when we saw it. Uh, great, uh, great like buddy cop drama. Just really riveting, thrilling. Great, uh, great watch. Great Hall performance. Yeah. Movies that did not quite 
make the cut or next on the list uh enemy as you mentioned i what was the last movie you mentioned end of watch yeah thanks nocturnal animals life you like life yeah nocturnal animals and life were the other uh, the other two that were in uh stronger oh we didn't see stronger we saw the other one patriot games patriot yeah patriots day also didn't see southpaw you ever seen southpaw no all right it was silly when it came out that seemed right uh, let's get into our actual top five, though, mm-hmm. uh, which does not feature Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, uh, but does feature Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. It's a movie that opened to $118.4 million, followed by the Super Mario Brothers movie in second place with $18.5 million. It was a 54.6% drop. That is up to $518 million. Evil Dead Rise came in at number three with $5.8 million. That was a 51.5% drop, and that now has $54.2 million. Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret made $3.2 million, a 51.8% drop, and that is up to 12.5 altogether. And number five was the opening weekend of Love Again, which made $2.3 million. You know what Love Again is? Uh, I don't know what Love Again is. Mm. Guardians of the Galaxy, oh yeah, you do it, then I'll talk about it. I, yeah, so Guardians opened to uh, 118.4. It's been so long that I once That's again... That's what it was. Is you, we, I, you just I, do the titles. Yeah, I, I got you. Okay. Guardians made 118. So... Listeners at home, uh, he kind of shrugged just there. That's kind of right in the threw middle. Threw his arm up, that's, but not in an exasperated well, I mean, way. The, just as like a, yep, kind of way. The issue is that's like, it's not low enough to be a disaster, and it's not high enough to be a forehead wipe. Yeah. It's just kind of like, okay, well, let's is, see what happens next weekend. This is where we live now. Here's the thing. Um, yeah, Marvel's been in a kind of a creative uh, funk, uh, even though I liked... Um, uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, more than you. Sure. And what was another one? Eternals I, you liked more I than me. I liked Eternals more than you. Did you like Shang-Chi more than me? No, I don't so think so. I liked so. the beginning, and then I didn't like the second half at all. Because I left the theater during the most interesting scene. Which was what? When something about his father is revealed. He was like going to kill him or something, I and then know. chose not to. I don't know. But it's when I had to go to the bathroom. Ben Kingsley's back. Um... No, the best scene was the bus scene. Uh, it's, not, it's not what you said when we left that movie. Oh, well. You're like, you went to the bathroom during the best scene. Well, you shouldn't go to the bathroom. <laughs> Try not to. Um, but I think that we You liked Ant-Man Quantumania more well, than me. Well, it's my favorite movie of the year. Uh, what I loved about it was it was so different from the other Ant-Man movies. <laughs> Bad? <laughs> I loved about it was uh, how convoluted it was. Um, no, I th- he, okay. We're eventually gonna have to. St- we're eventually gonna have to stop uh, holding Marvel to the standard it had before Endgame, um, or just at the Endgame level. It's not gonna get there again. We'll see what the next Avengers movie does in a few years, but. For now, everyone needs to take a break. They oversaturated the market. They did like four TV shows and four movies in a year, and it was too much, and now this is what's happening. This seems like an inconsequential sequel, um, maybe a too lo- too late of a sequel for Guardians 3. I mean, the last one came out in 2017. Yeah, 2017. It's been 
six years. That's then they appeared in Thor four for two seconds. And oh, that was the other one last year. And nobody liked that. Um, but you know what I mean? Six years is a long time to kind of go. Let's go back to these guys. They, they, they did bill it as like the final chapter, but I know some people who saw it that weren't aware that it was the final chapter. I see. They said, is that like the last one? <laughs> I was like, yeah, uh, that's kind of the idea there. Um, 118, I think, is pretty fucking good. I think for any other reasonable franchise, it's a good number. It sits it. It's below the 145 of the fir- of the second film, but it sits right below Thor Ragnarok. It sits right above Spider-Man Homecoming. Spider-Man's first solo MCU film made less in its opening weekend than this. It's above... Uh, the first Iron Man, it's not too far off from Thor Ragnarok or Iron Man 2. I just think that we have to view these things differently. It's going to pass Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania worldwide this weekend. It's going to pass $500 million this weekend. I think we're we're good worldwide here for sure. And I think the domestic number is just something that we're going to... We, we should take this less as... This is a disappointment for Marvel and more as this is the playground we're playing in from now on. Okay. You know, I mean, think about like, um, uh, I think that this is like the, it's less than Dr. Strange, which I do think is interesting, but I hey, just, that one I liked more than you. Yes. In the multiverse of madness. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I didn't like that at all. And I just feel like this is where we're going to be for a while. And it's disappointing, sure, but it's still uh, a movie opening to $118 million right now, which is hard to do and very good. And we're doing good worldwide. I think it, it will see what this 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 weekend coming up is going to tell the tale. You know, drops 50, we're fine. If it drops 65, if it drops over 60, we're going to be pretty fucked. Um and I think we'll we'll know more next weekend when nothing is coming out. There were report there were people on Twitter who were like, "Let's take a bet to see if Hypnotize comes out this weekend." I don't know what that is. Yeah, you do. Rob Rodriguez, Ben Affleck. It's about a magician who hypnotizes people. Oh sure, yeah. I saw a trailer for that yeah. once. Um, that seemed fun. As far as this opening, I think that it is disappointing relative to this brand. But if Ant-Man and the Wasp open to this, if really almost any other MCU movie open to this, we'd be like, okay, this is great. It's a lot less than Doctor Strange a year ago, but um, the movie is more well-liked than that and has a lot of room to itself the next few weeks. And I just think that we're getting to the point where we're going to have to take this as an unqualified win for a major blockbuster in 2023. Um, I'm just glad it's good. It is good. What's next? Next is the Super Mario Brothers movie. It's 18 and a half million. Yeah, 518 uh, domestic total. We're at 1.1 billion. We haven't really gotten to talk about this at all. Now it's this been a movie. few weeks uh, of the it Mario Madness. It is a runaway smash. Domestically, it is the 17th biggest movie of all time. Pretty good. It has beaten The Rise of Skywalker, Beauty and the Beast, Finding Dory, and Frozen 2. 
And by next weekend, it will be up to 15th place. And it's just a matter of whether it can hold on and make $608,581,745. Because that would be more than Incredibles 2 to be the animated champ. It's the number two highest grossing animated film of all time domestically after five weeks. And I don't think it's getting another $80 million. Okay. But this is a remarkable achievement. And worldwide, it is at number 24 on the worldwide chart. Um, Just a, no pun intended, a smash. A one-up. That pun was intended. All right, Evil Dead Rise is in third uh, another six million it made 54 it's at 115 million worldwide noah the movie costs like 18 it was supposed to be a hbo max direct okay and then warner brothers was like we'll release this in theaters and they're probably really fucking glad they did it's gonna uh get to maybe 65 maybe close to 70 if it can now level out i know guardians gave it a hit but I'm hoping that it can uh, it can get to 70. I didn't really care for the movie, but I would like to see more Evil Dead films. Sure. So it's doing really, really well, especially uh, worldwide. I think uh, I'm glad this movie is doing really well. I think it was so close to being what I wanted out of it. Yeah. Like, I think I think everything, every part of it was done well just the spirit in which the things were done just kind of bummed me out but i still think it was like more interesting than your average horror movie that comes out and i'd like to see them keep trying to do it so i'm glad it's a hit horror is hot right now in fourth place are you there god it's me margaret in its second weekend Dropped fifty two percent and made three million dollars. It's up to twelve. Uh yeah, it's not very good. People thought it could open to twelve, but it's not catching on, and it's really unfortunate because I think this is definitely going to find a life of its own on streaming. And I think people are gonna be showing their children this as the years go on. Yeah. And I think this is gonna be a really kind of seminal classic. And people are gonna go, Why didn't it do better? It's cause your fucking parents didn't go see it. So in 2030, when a bunch of seven-year-olds are like, "How come you're just showing me this? Why didn't did you see this in theaters? Why does anybody else know about this?" It's their parents can sell them. No, I was too stupid and didn't go see the critically acclaimed Kelly Freeman Craig movie in theaters when I had the chance. I think we had this exact same conversation after The Edge of Seventeen came. Probably out. this this one is much more tailored to like. Because of the book connection and also just its subject matter is much more about coming of age. Sure. Like specific issues coming of age. Um, I think this is much more tailored to be like something like a teacher could show her class like, you know, one year. Yeah. You know, that'd be, that'd be good. You should. Similar. I, th- I think I, I when it came out, I said eighth grade should be shown in like schools. Yeah. Oh, no, I said Selma, too. But yeah, like there's these movies that, you know, I'm a sucker for a coming of age movie. We've had a lot of great ones. Edge of 17. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Eighth grade, Lady Bird. Like, ladies, you guys got the movies covered. Yeah. 
We get uh, that good movie. Boys. Yeah, I was I was gonna say Good Boys. Good Boys is good. Wait, though. no, you like Good Boys. Yeah, good Boys I'm is good. I'm not gonna make fun of Good Boys. Thank you. It's very sweet. They love each other. Yeah. But then at the end, you know what they do at the end of that movie? I uh, fuck each other with dildos. Okay, they are like thirteen. <laughs> the whole movie's full of dildos, man. Don't tell it, me it's not. It's, I don't think there's the no. There's one dildo probably. No, at the end of the movie, they they realize that they're a little codependent and decide to expand their friend group. It's a really nice ending where like okay. the whole movie they're so stuck together, and at the end they're like, I kind of like this over here, and they get into a fight at the end of like. You know, I hang out with these people better, and then they support each other. It's very nice. It's yeah. a very nice movie that you won't watch because you're. And then one of them gets on an escalator no, and starts it's riding just... it up, and and they watch yes, them the go. End. They watch them go, and it's sort yes. of bittersweet, the but they know that they're both ending. growing. Yeah. Uh no, it it's good. It's a good movie. Uh, number five, Love Again, made two million dollars. Moving Sequel on, Love. Yeah. <laughs> Sequel to the show Love, it's the spinoff. Nice. Um, all right. In its second weekend, Sisu, which is a movie that we saw once upon a time, yeah, uh, fell to tenth. It dropped sixty-seven percent. That's five million. That's enough about that. Good try, you know. Sure. Speaking uh, of movies that I liked more than you, you sure did. Um, John Wick Chapter Four has crossed one hundred and eighty million dollars domestic. And $400 million worldwide, so very, very, very solid. If not, I've said this before, the breakout success we thought after opening weekend. Sure. Dungeons and Dragons uh, slowly crossed $90 million this weekend. 200 worldwide. I think a sequel is a coin toss at this point. And Air, a film that doesn't care about box office receipts, though I'll mention it anyway, a movie like Air, a straight drama banking on star power and good reviews and good word of mouth has crossed $50 million and $85 million in 2023, and it's really upsetting that I have to point that out as being remarkable, but here we are. And that's all I have. All right, well, then it's time to play everybody's favorite game. Did, Did it make more, more or, or less than? than? We all know how to play. I name three movies and you list them in order. Which ones made more and which ones made less at the box office? For a bonus point, you can tell me. The year in question, three movies all come from the same year, one of the movies opening weekend totals within $3 million, and one of the movies final grosses within $3 million. Are you ready to play? Yep. Your three movies are Australia, Rambo, and Saw 5. Uh, tw- 2008. That's correct. Uh, opening weekend for Rambo. 18. That is exactly right. 18.2. And I have to do a final gross for somebody? Yes. Oh, boy. Saw 5. 50. Five. 56.7 Unbelievable Now Cha-ching. that you've gotten all of the bonus points <laughs> Rank them in order Please uh, Saw 5 Rambo Australia It's actually going to be Saw 5 Australia Rambo Oh no Yeah. Uh, but still Four point affair I uh, Strong work, good comeback. Thanks. Took a few weeks off. Uh, I had to study up. Shook, shook off the dust. Come and gone from a theater near you, Brian. Are you ready to go back in time? Yes. All right, this is a big one. No clues this week. Shit. 
It's uh, oh, it's the opening weekend yeah. of the summer. Week, yeah, I'll week, get this. Week eighteen. I'll get this. May fourth. Yeah. Twenty twelve. Twelve. Oh, uh, it's the Avengers. It is. Two hundred and four. Two hundred and seven point four. Uh, so yeah, well done. There. Thank you. Yeah, uh, nothing was released. The weekend that changed the Hollywood forever. Uh, oh, that's not re- true. I'm sorry. We had the limited release of the best exotic Marigold Hotel. The first one. Yeah. Um, I should have. Uh, I remember walking from our apartment in Wrigleyville to the train to go see this movie on like a Saturday and going like, the numbers are crazy. I remember being like. A hundred million dollars. Oh, you don't understand. I was like freaking out. And you were yeah. just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I was like, no, listen for a second. This is nuts. And I was just like, he hits the shield with the hammer. <laughs> we were on our way to see it. We didn't Changed. know that yet. <laughs> Changed my life. When he hit the shield with the hammer? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that was pretty. That was pretty much it. All right, let's do our early reactions first. Oh, okay. Did you have one for Guardians? Did we ever do one? Uh, let me double check. I don't believe so. Well, let's see. Let's also see if we missed any early reactions in the uh, the preceding weeks. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I already went over. Oh no, I was wrong. I did do a Guardians three. Let's Wh- see. Would you give uh, it? Yeah. What was the date? I, on December 4th of last year, yeah. predicted that Guardians 3 would open to $150 million. Okay. So that didn't work. No. But it wasn't like a catastrophic miss. No. What's your next one? I you got a mermaid? Are we doing let's see. I do, ha- I do have a mermaid. What'd that you was, say? That was no, wrong. You lowballed that, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that was just What'd you say? 70. Yeah, you know, that's what tracking showed. Like, you know... Four weeks ago. Okay. And I was like, it was like 80 or something. I was like, what? And then the good reviews came out. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's going to be more. All right, yeah. great. Um, we have two today. Okay. We have two today. Two to do. Two to do today. Uh, the first one is a sequel to a movie that we thought should have been better. Right? Yeah. I remember leaving the Meg and going like, eh. I mean, great yeah, ending. Yes, sure. great final frame. Yeah, it, I I what thought it I thought it should have been better, more, more in the sense that like I thought it should have been all right, and it was actively quite bad. Yeah, but it made a fuckload of money, and here we are with a sequel, Meg to the Trench. So we're gonna watch trailer. Trailer just dropped. This is a hot, fresh trailer. This came nice. out yesterday, so we're gonna have to blow on it before we uh, enjoy it. You haven't seen this. Noah's going to give his first look at Meg to the Trench and give his instant reaction and his prediction for what it's going to make on opening weekend. We're going to have to cut the mics, but don't worry. As always, it'll be seamless. August 4th, 2023. Noah, here's... Well, uh, let's, let's see what you think. Okay. The uh, Meg. Meg to the Trench, what'd you think? I thought the trailer was bad. Uh, I mean... I thought the trailer looked like something I'm going to hate. Uh, way too much, like, winking irony going on in that trailer and, like, knowing that it's silly and they've got exosuits and all that and, like, whatever. Uh, 
I think that movie could follow in the footsteps of its predecessor, The Meg, mm-hmm. and be like a really big deal. You know, they seem to are they're going with the idea of like, you know, Godzilla, King of the Monsters underwater. Yeah. Unleashing multiple monsters. There's like a squid monster and some little land monsters running around. Yeah, there's a whole thing. I think that part of it looks pretty fun. Okay. And I'll tell you why. I think it's the directing change. John Turtletob directed the first film. This is directed by Ben uh, Wheatley. Who directed High Rise and Free Fire, which I didn't really care for, Free Fire. Right. But someone with a style to him. And so the stuff of Statham getting, like, surprised by that Meg and, like, spinning in his jet ski, you know? Yeah. And the camera's, like, attached to him, and so that's spinning. And the whole ending with him on the wave and stuff, like, all that gets me excited. I was like, oh, cool. That looks like fun. Everything underwater, you know, the Deep Blue Sea shout-out they got there. Yeah. uh, the day after tomorrow, exosuits are just like I don't really care about that. But like, the the thumbnail of him putting his foot on a giant mouth, yeah, is funny. And like, if that's the tone, that sounds like fun. Um, there's a cool shot of inside the Meg's mouth as it like envelops people. It's like, yeah, may have my fun with your idea. We'll see. I don't. Oh, also the poster is great. Have you seen the poster? Yeah, with the dog. Yeah, that's a it's big big shark little dog. Fun poster. Listen, I hope it's good. It probably won't be. Uh, what do you think it's going to open to? Forty eight million dollars. All right, mark it down. Already there. All right, Noah. The t- the. Moment. I'd like to. I'd like. I'd like to start doing this more. Uh, what's your reaction to the number forty eight million dollars? Um. I think that's good. If maybe a little high, I don't okay. see that breaking out unless we have a really kind of. Slow July, uh-huh. but the first one was a big hit, and I hope the novelty hasn't worn off. But I think the first one opened to around that, so I think that that is like a solid range, if maybe a little further on the right. All right, Noah, the moment you've been waiting for. Are you excited? Yes, I am. Tell the people what we're gonna watch the trailer for your uh, most anticipated movie of the year. We are gonna watch the trailer for Tune what they call dune part two in the cool kids club dunk two all right noah hasn't seen this trailer so we're going to watch it and again stop the recording but don't worry because just like last time it'll be seamless mahake kapipo yeah man (laughs) just like they say on dune mahake kapipo november 3rd what did you think of the Dune 2 trailer? I think there's a great benefit to being based on a novel that is generally considered quite good. Yeah. I uh, Because then you get to use lines like, may thy knife chip and shatter. And that's just like a cool thing to say. I don't know. I don't think it is because I don't want my knife to do that. I'd rather it like remain intact and yeah, kill well, you. Yeah, that's... that's that's it's a it's a threat. It's like it's a it's like a go fuck yourself kind of line. It's like I'm Oh, he's saying their knife. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's like we're 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 in a knife fight. Your knife fucking sucks. 
and it's going to chip and shatter no, I don't think that's because cool. I'm going to kick the shit out of you in this. May nice your teacup be cracked, sir. Yeah, if you're going to tea drinking contest, that is spicy. Uh, um, very cool. Uh, basketball game, two players goes, may your shoes be tied together. Yeah, and then he does it. May your ball deflate. <laughs> well, they're sharing a ball. That one doesn't work at all. But he dribbles it. It just <laughs> doesn't come back up. Um, I Capipo. like when he rides the worm as well. <laughs> I wanted to see the worm. Uh, well, there's will be a worm that. face. Yeah. The worm face in the first trailer was the greatest moment of my life. And so. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> I don't even, it wasn't even a face. It was just like a mouth, right? You didn't see the face. I think the mouth is Do you the consider face. this the face? That <laughs> depends. Are you a sandworm in this scenario? Then, you yeah. You can't see. Did you see my head's tilted, so you can only see my mouth. It doesn't It doesn't have, like, a profile. It's just a tube. So does it have eyes? I, I don't think so. It feels the vibrations, like a graboid. Mm. Uh, Good trailer. Yeah. Very cool. Very Strong exciting. trailer. A lot of people. A lot of Austin people in Butler. It. Academy Award nominee. Batista. Not nominated for an Oscar. Do you think he ever will be? No. Me neither. <laughs> I, I think it's I think he could I think he's good enough. But I don't think that he'll I, I don't think that he'll be given the um I I Maybe a legacy nom. No. I play like a grandpa in twenty years and no. like just really be affecting. It depends on how his career has gone up to that point. Um, I just, I think his, I think that the people won't take whatever role he's given seriously enough. Okay. You know, it'd be like in a movie like, um, shit. I have to think of an example of something. Uh, what if he finds a way to wear an even tinier pair of glasses? Then in the knock of the cabin? No, Blade Runner. A Blade Runner. <laughs> There was tiny little glasses. No, they're going to be smaller than that. I'll show you the glasses later. Okay. No, I'm fine. Yeah, all right, show me I'm showing them to you okay, anyway. Um, what do you He's think? Such Dune, a big guy. Dune 2, November 3rd, 2023. We're all very excited. Uh, uh, Denis Villeneuve, part two. I truly have no idea here because I don't remember what the first one made. I know should it they did called, the same. Should they have called the first one Dune Un? Uh yeah, yeah. I uh, and then this one just could have been called Twa. Mm-hmm. I uh, Twa. Yeah, Un Dune Twa. Okay. Yeah, you gotta flip them. Yeah, I remember that the first Dune did the Denis Villeneuve special, where it made a lot of money and was a cool. I'm gonna look it up so when you give your prediction, I can tell you. Sure. But also, it cost like a trillion dollars, and it didn't make that. Mahake Kapipo. I, I'm going to say... cost $165 million to make okay. the first one. All right. I, we're going to stick with the numbers that end in eight. So the Meg 2 was going to open to 48. I'm going to say Dune 2 will open to 68. Okay. I think it's opening the same day as the Hunger Games, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Okay. 
That's uh, also going to make $68 million. $41 million dollars with the first one made. It's over okay. the weekend. It was part okay. of the October 2021 special, yeah. which, if you recall, started with Venom opening to a large amount, and then Halloween opening to a large amount, and then the th- No Time to Die opening to a large amount, and then Dune opening to a large amount. Back to back to back to back to back. In a move I, to this day, think was stupid. You you don't like those back to back to back to back releases? It's stupid. It's fun. No, it's not. Yes, it is. There are always movies to see. It's not fun. There's always movies to see. Yeah, but I like when they're big and good and exciting ones. Oh yeah, like Venom Two. Oh, that's not a great example. Uh, Carnage was in that movie. Shazam. I mean, the examples that we have, which is October 2021 and this past March, yeah, have movies that you don't want to see in them. Uh, it made 108. Okay, 400 worldwide. All right. So, so 68 a little high. I mean, it could be that bump that was again in a very crowded spot and all that stuff. All right, you got that marked in? I do. Great. How about Baker people? Okay. Uh, Multiplex Madness. Pronounced with an IP. Yeah, tell the folks it's been a while. Tell the folks what we're doing here. It has. So we have reached the final four weddings and a funeral. We have four films remaining, uh, four franchises remaining. In fact, uh, a lot of films. Do some quick math here. I. Uh, 46 films remaining in this tournament. Uh, you got Star Wars. You got Toy Story. You got The Avengers. And you have James Friggin' Bond. Wow. Just the end of the game. I see. Oh, yeah. Okay, I got it. Uh, and they're all competing. We're going to have a, a Godfather champion, a Lawrence of Arabia champion. Oh, my. And we're gonna get the uh, we're gonna get to the working title next week, but we're starting off with the oh boy the Lawrence of Arabia division. Correct. Star Wars against Toy Story, a one seed against a three seed. All four of these movies, I'll remind our listeners, were drafted by you initially, mm. so I will be conducting the rest of this tournament in protest. <laughs> Uh, shall we get to get right down to it? Yeah. All right. Star Wars, Toy Story, best of seven. Game one, best film. Uh, Toy Story three. Toy Story one. I. Uh, yes, we both agree. Uh, Toy Story is getting the vote there. Uh, good. Uh, good movies in Star Wars. Yeah. But. Yeah. Not, uh, not Toy Story good, I say. Quality control, tricky because you have 12 versus uh, 5. Sure. Having said Less that. Less tricky <laughs> because you have a lot of shitty movies versus... Let's count like movies that could stack up against Toy Stories 1, 2, 3, and 4 in the Star Wars franchise. Okay. I say Empire. Yeah. And Jedi. Last Jedi. That's really it. Yeah, I'm taking a, I'm taking those two. I'm taking first Star Wars. I can see a case for New Hope, and I can see a case for Force Awakens. Kind not really. That's no. lower. But yeah, I think no, it's I, so would, I would uh, I would reach for Rogue One. 
Oh yeah, I gotta rewatch Rogue One as a contender. I gotta watch Andor. Uh, Everyone's watching Andor. I gotta watch Andor too. I well, that isn't they're filming that. It's a shame that you cut out on Mandalorian so early, because now that it's actually bad, like (laughs) you're right. You Brian, you gotta go back and watch it until it gets bad, like you thought it was when it started. I. Cause I want I want your take on here, but you got to get through a whole season of good stuff first, and then a little bit of Pope Fett. You you want uh, my take on uh, on Mando? Yeah. Oh well. I. Uh, yeah, it, this is this is uh, far and away Toy Story here. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars has a lot of really shitty movies in it. Gross consistency. Hmm. Is it more impressive that Star Wars can keep doing it, even with some dips? Right. Or is it more impressive that four Toy Stories did it in a row, and then you got the lone light light year in there? Right. You do have the lone light year. Uh, I think... If you recall, our last two Star Wars films... Yes. ...were Solo and The Rise of Skywalker, which was the lowest grossing of that new trilogy, I believe. Right. Those are all uh, those are all bad. However, uh, also in Star Wars's favor is that it has consistently been the biggest property to ever exist. That's true. Uh, Star Wars huge hit, outrageous. Uh, Force Awakens is the biggest movie in the world. I uh, I I don't know. I mean, I'm really I'm really I'm really torn on this one to be honest because I put I put a lot of stock in the ability to repeat at the highest levels. Toy Story Even, did that also. No. Four times. Oh, all right. No, I mean like it did, but the highest level of Toy Story is 400 million dollars. And the highest level of Star Wars. Highest level of animation, then. Sure. I. Yeah, it's not, it's not I don't I don't mean to like diminish what Toy Story is doing necessarily, but it's I wouldn't say it's on the same the same scale, the same like overall level of accomplishment in terms of gross as what Star Wars did. But what I mean, which, which way are you leaning here? Because I'm Star Wars. Toy, Toy Story is definitely, like, by the books more consistent. But Star Wars has more consistent true greatness. Is, um, that, is that a vote for Star Wars or just a lean for Star Wars? Lean. I think, I think I'm going to lock in a vote for Star Wars here. I think... With even especially given the gaps between Star Wars's reach for greatness, to be able to maintain that level of excitement and do it all again is, I think, the the more impressive individual feat. All right. Star Wars it is. I think we're just a train on Star Wars. Franchise growth is also Star Wars. That's going to be Star Wars for sure, yeah. Longevity. 
Star Wars, although Toy Story's been doing it with the original cast okay. since 95. Even the fifth one they announced. And Star Wars did that thing where they ditched the original cast for the prequels and then kind of sort of ditched them for the the sequels. Yeah, I, I, I would I would uh, I would say the the original cast was a a pretty significant part of the sequels, but they definitely uh, definitely restarted without him. Uh, and there's been been big, uh, big dips here for sure. So let's look at just but, like going by uh, going by times it was prominent. You went a uh, first trilogy, six years of Star Wars. Uh, then you take about 15 years off. Then you've got another six years mm-hmm. for the prequels. So we're at 12 on balance. Uh, then you take uh, about 10 years off. I'm skipping over the Clone Wars here. Sorry. Uh, and then you go four years. You go 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Yeah, okay. So uh, one every year. Yeah. So five years. Uh, so that's about about 17 active years for the Star Wars franchise. Uh, and put in, uh, put in those numbers, you know, Toy Story is uh, 95. You've got sort of sizable gaps between all of the Toy Story movies. But I don't think it's necessarily Star Wars in the same in like know, it's just just Star based Wars. on the raw numbers there. No, my vote's got to be Star Wars. It's remained the pinnacle. That's longevity. It's remained the pinnacle blockbuster or it's remained the pinnacle sci-fi property. Every time it comes back, comes back bigger. Star Wars gets my vote for longevity. Yeah, I, th- I think I think ultimately I do agree with you, but I think the the case for Toy Story had to be made. And I think Legacy is also Star Wars. I know that I'm the biggest supporter of the uh, of the Toy Story Legacy of uh, changing animation, and I think that's true. But I think that Star Wars, in terms of science fiction, and in terms of blockbusters, and in terms of special effects, and sure. Auteurs, it just goes on. And Toxic on. fandom, yeah, pieces of shit online. It just goes on and on. Not a lot, not a lot of pieces of shit that are fond of Toy Story. No, just me. So it's Tim Allen. Yeah, sure. <laughs> He's probably fond of them. It's got his own little uh, raucous. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be Star it's Wars. Be Star, it's, Wars. Uh, yeah. Star Wars advances and is going to be very tough to beat next week for the working title. I agree. Very though, tough we've to got beat. A, Got a couple of strong contenders here. Adios, Toy Story. Yeah, what a, what a fight. Run. What a fight. Uh, moving on to the Godfather division. Two films remain. Again, two franchises remain. Uh, 29 films remain, most of which belong to 007, the James Bond franchise, up against Avengers. Uh, best film here. Um, GoldenEye V Endgame, or however you like it. Yeah, probably a Casino Royale probably be Endgame. What do you think? This is a... 
I've got I've got to go I got to go Bond here. I'm, what, what, what movie? Um, I mean I I I think for me it's Skyfall. Really? Is the is the Bond answer? I think for me it's Casino, and I think it's I think I'm also going Bond. Endgame is a just a profoundly uh, blockbuster wise like important and successful movie. Yep. But it's got like an hour in the middle where they go back in time. Yeah. That So go to the bathroom part. I think looking at it as just like an objective viewer of film is not that good. When you see Don Cheadle in 2014 getting the Infinity Stone that Chris Pratt got. Yeah. Go to the bathroom. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's the you, thing to do. You'll understand why Nebula is now an Avengers compound. You'll kind of put it together. Oh, she probably snuck out. Yeah, just just pick it, just pick it up. Yeah, it's fine. I. Uh, so that's an early uh, an early win, for the James Bond collection. Quality control. Quality control. Interesting. I think it's Bond. I tell you why. I think we've talked about this that it's like harder, to maintain the quality for. You know, sixty years. Yeah. Um, as opposed to over four Avengers films, and I think the example we've been using is for the gross consistency, is the uh, the the Brosnan Pierce Brosnan Pierce Jesus Brosnan Craig eras, and we could do that for quality as well. You know, of those movies like Goldeneye, I like Tomorrow Never Dies. People like World's Not Enough, Casino Royale. Skyfall, No Time to Die. Yeah, I think there's really only one movie in there that's just, like, truly dreadful. Some people really don't like Die Another Day, but... Yeah, but that's, like, that's bad in a way where it's like, ah, oh, this movie's stupid. There's an ice palace. Yeah. And it is stupid and bad and, like, not what I'm looking for in a movie. Mm-hmm. But it's not bad in the way that Spectre is he bad, is in you know? car. Yeah, Spectre's really. It's bad. not. It's not like. It's not like rotten and flawed. So it's I think looking dumb. at that, like, one tw- almost twenty year period, and just the franchise as a whole to be sixty years and to have like, you know, you could ask a hundred people on the street, you might get ten different answers for their yeah. favorite Bond movie. I think it's pretty indicative of quality control. And I think I think lots of them uh, just. You know, go back to an individual best film like could be Thunderball, could be Doctor No, could be From Rush with Love, yeah, Goldeneye, Goldeneye. Casino Royale, mm-hmm. Skyfall. I uh, these are all movies that are probably better than Endgame. Possibly, mm, I mean, I think what the Avengers did is pretty remarkable as far as like making just. Really great pure popcorn entertainment. Yeah, all four, they're, they're all really four good. movies. A lot of fun. I'm happy to watch them. But I think on a whole, we are we are uh, dealing with uh, just kind of an unprecedented streak of movies, and for most of them to be good is pretty remarkable. I agree. Um, what? Let me see. So gross consistency is next. Yes. Um. And th- this is tough. And I'll tell you why. So, you, again, you have uh, 60 years of... They must have had to have been successful 
um, movies in order to last 60 years. Uh, um, and the box office data for them, you know, in the 60s and 70s is kind of just hard to analyze in today's standards. Sure, it's a whole different era. But it's pretty good. And this is the one where we've kind of taken the 1994 to 2020 to 21. Right. Standard here. And we could do the same. I think Avengers is. Aven- Avengers again has that Star Wars thing, though, where it's like. Just gets it's reaching for higher highs more consistently. Bigger, smaller, bigger, bigger. Yeah. For Avengers. Um, but I'm I'm going with Bond here. Yeah, I think I think this is a good place to split the difference where Bond has such a sustained length of consistency. Yeah. But the growth of Avengers just jumping right into game four here yeah. is every uh, huge. Every Bond movie that Pierce and Daniel eras are hits yeah. in their own right in their time you know even goldeneye making like 114 is a really good number for like 1995 and yeah. so yeah i do want to speak to the franchise growth of the james bond franchise mm-hmm. to go from this consistently successful well-liked i uh, just knock them uh, knock them out kind of thing to being like a true big time blockbuster franchise over such a long period of time. Like that's a adapting with the style of movies that are successful to standing, you know, with those, those, those big franchises. Yeah, exactly. It's got a, uh, it's got a place in the growth conversation, but especially in the eighties when like movies were doing really well and you had those huge grosses and the bond movies couldn't compare to that to then kind of revitalize yourself into the public consciousness and into the cinematic space. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it didn't grow to be the biggest movie in the history of life. So I'm voting Avengers for franchise growth. Yeah, I am as well. The Bond movies have a, have a sky is the limit, have a, uh-huh. have a ceiling. Avengers turned out did not. I, How do we feel about longevity? Oh, God. Well, let's, let's think. Um, so 2012, right? When the first Avengers came out, we... Work. God, we were so young. We were twenty-one, and we got drunk that day. Now it's been uh, eleven years. <laughs> no, it's got to be Bond. Yeah, no, that's not even close. That seals it for Bond. It does. Wow, it's gonna be a really hard matchup next week. I agree. The one seed Star Wars versus the two seed. 007 franchise. That's going to we are going to have a lot to discuss next week. I don't know longevity that... uh quality control, franchise growth, legacy. Good god. Yeah. I don't know that James Bond has ever really like been in danger this entire tournament. Probably not. I feel like it has most consistently won everything. I well, I yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to like pre-predict here and kind of uh, poison the well. Yeah, we did that one like, year. Remember, we were just like, oh, well, this is gonna win. Let's just talk about this now. Yeah, yeah. 
But I mean, like, I don't actually know that in the way that, like, it was so clear that Crouching Tiger was going to win. Yeah. Because uh, Star Wars is also a, a juggernaut here, but I'd, I'd, I'd put money down on Bond. It's got a, it's got a stranglehold. <sighs> All right. Exciting. Been an exciting it's very tournament. exciting. It's very exciting. We're almost done. Next week, the finale. Uh, Noah, recommend a movie for the folks this week slash weekend. All right. Let's see. Uh, since I imagine we are going to talk about this other movie soon, I will take some time to differentiate and say that I had a good time at Sisu. Oh, I think. Wow, that's not what I thought you were going to say. I. I think it's it's just like a it's a it's a cool distinct like regular movie. It's not uh, it's not part of the Guardians franchise. It's not a movie that is like important or heartwarming. It's not going to grow into its own franchise. This isn't going to be the new John Wick 1 or like by the end of it Sisu is uh fighting on the Arc de Triomphe killing nazis there it's not quite what although the end of john wick one uh no but i i mean that's where we got oh, in john wick four uh we're not getting a sisu four uh it's just a it's just a good time go watch a guy do some kind of gross stuff and kill a bunch of nazis fun ways i liked it all right um, mine is going to be, which I'm guessing is what you said that you think we're going to have in the second, is, uh, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. A better movie than Sisu. <laughs> which is a movie that I absolutely adore, and it's my favorite of the year so far. It's a perfect, I think it's a perfect film. Uh, it definitely blends humor and pathos and drama. There's really quiet, quick moments of drama that are really startling. Uh, it's very funny and it feels fresh and it's telling this old universal story and it feels really fresh in a very subtle, subtle way. It's tremendously uh, restrained and yet distinct filmmaking from Kelly Friedman Craig. Everyone's wonderful in it. It's a great time. You're going to laugh. You're going to feel good. And um, it should be shown in school. So uh, I say go see Are You There Got To Be Margaret while you can. All right, Noah, plug us up. All right, you can find us at whatsintheboxoffice.com. We are on Twitter at WitBoxOffice. That is also our Instagram handle. I'm on Twitter at Noah Drukey. I'm at Brian DeServer, D-A-S-U-R-B-E-R, also on Letterboxd. Of course, the feed for our podcast can be found anywhere podcasts are found. We are on Stitcher. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. Uh, I promise we did not lose our deal with Spotify. It's just been a few weeks. Go ahead and refresh the page. Yeah. We're still there. We're still there. Uh, we'll be here next week. Next week, we'll see what happens with Guardians 3, whether it collapses or whether it shows a little bit of strength with with its positive world of mouth. World of mouth. Word of mouth. Um, and also, the finale of Multiplex Madness pronounced with an IP is next week. We'll be crowning the greatest blockbuster franchise of all time. So tune in for that. This has been what's in the box office. I have been your host, Brian and I've been your host. Noah. We'll see you next week. And until then go see a movie.